Hey fellas, in this entry to Zoomer's Diary, follow me as I talk about a convention I went to in Phoenix, which is why I'm posting this so late. Uh, I tell absolutely no stories about it and give advice that's definitely not indicative to myself. But at the end of the day, it's just me talking. Fellas, let me tell you something. I don't think true bliss is experienced by a person until they find a sense of community with a group of people that have the same sense of humor as them. Uh, now, if you're wondering uh, why this episode was posted a little late, um, I did just get back from a convention uh, up in Phoenix, um, and I do live in an hour and a half away from Phoenix, up in Phoenix, uh, that I just got back from at like 9.45 at night. Um, it was something, yeah. Um, but, you know, I still wanted to get this episode out today. Um, because I did say last week that I was going to start doing episodes every Saturday. And I feel like if I were to then not post an episode the following Saturday, uh, that would be kind of stupid. <laughs> um, but I did come home from this convention. And uh, the reason why I say this is because uh, it was two days up in Phoenix, our, our, the cap, capital of Arizona, you know, where it's all hot. It's, it's the place where a bunch, a group of uh, just absolutely insane dudes just went into the middle of the desert and they were like you know it'd be a good idea if we built a city here and then you know phoenix was born um it was the international thespian society state festival thing um if you don't know what that is uh the thespian society is basically the international uh drama kid society named after thespis the first greek actor um and there is something I got to tell you guys, and I'm not sure if you could have guessed this already. And this might be a deal breaker for some, because it definitely is a deal breaker for some people in high school. Um, I am a theater kid. I know, devastating. Get your tears out now. Um, but uh, I'm not sure if you could tell I am a theater kid. Um, does that mean I have absolutely zero self-awareness of my weirdness? Um, I don't think so. I'm at least self-aware to the point where I don't care what people have to say, but then again, I'm not going to make people uncomfortable uh, with it. But uh, I am a theater kid. I did go to this convention with a couple of other theater kids that I wasn't really close with, but along the way, I did bond with them. And it was basically just a giant convention of people who are into the arts, like singers, dancers, uh, actors, theater kids, singers, dancers. Anyways, um, it was a giant convention where um, a bunch of the, the, the organization there that runs the uh, thespian, it's just a, basically the thespian society is a way to kind of organize the arts and to give talented theater groups like a platform to kind of showcase their talent and the way they approach the art form. So it's like at uh, statewide festivals, they show off their one act plays, plays that take, you know, one act, uh, duo scenes, monologues, whatever. And they bring them to the regional competitions, which is at, you know, this this festival. Um, and they're showcased at this festival. And then, you know, they're at the festival. They're farting violently out my mouth. Where the national, the person that chosen to represent us at nationals is taken to and everything like that. But there are also various workshops throughout the day. 
where there are different uh, kind of uh, teachers there or instructors that give various workshops, like acting workshops and dancing workshops. And dude, just thinking about it, it it's, it's making me emotional. How funny. That was stupid. That was dumb. That was cringe. Oh, no. Um, it, was, it really was a good time. Uh, but uh, I did notice on the way to Phoenix. Now, the drive from Tucson to Phoenix is absolutely abysmal. It is horrible. It's literally just shrubs and desert, and that's it. There's there's some hills. Oh, yeah, there's some mild uh, vertical changes in the landscape. But other than that, it is literally just shrub and desert and more desert and see option a um along the way though i did notice some interesting billboards uh <laughs> there was one i i never knew this i remember there was one of smoky the bear y'all remember smoky the bear right there was one of smoky the bear but he was i remember him in his little boy scout thing his boy scout get up with uh, the the hat and everything and the little ribbon around his neck and he's like only you can prevent forest fires but in this billboard he was in on a verdant green backdrop that was dark and that highlighted his frame and he was shirtless hella buff holding a shovel over his shoulder and was like only you can prevent forest fires and i'm like holy shit what i mean i'm not a furry but (laughs) like he was what they made smoky hot like what why why is he shirtless and why is he buff? He has like he had like the perfect dad bod. Anyways, and then along the way, I also saw another billboard. We like reached a certain point where the billboards started getting religious. So there was one that was like, um, choose what did I what will happen? Uh, there was one that was like, choose Jesus, ignore violence. I'm like, wow. I'm really glad those are my two options, right? <laughs> Like I wake up one day, and those those are the two paths I can take. It's like the people. It's like the saying where people are like, "He woke up and chose violence." Like they go out into the street and they see a homeless person. They're like, "Oh, I'm gonna give him my breakfast for today." And they give him the breakfast. Someone sees that, and they're like, "Oh man, he woke up and chose Jesus today." Um, anyways, I thought that was funny. But uh, at this convention, there are various workshops and um, various kind of like sections of like sections of time where uh, teachers or instructors give out their lessons in acting or dancing or singing or whatever. And you can choose these workshops to go to session by session. And I gotta say, being in a convention center with a bunch of people with the same sense of humor is absolutely amazing and an amazing fresh start to getting to know people like if you are wanting to get to know a new crowd and if you are wanting to get away from the people you've grown up with because here's the thing with people that you've grown up with they don't always have to be your best friend they can just be people that you've known right they don't you don't have to be close with them even though you've known them since fourth grade and they can just be be people that you know because at the end of the day they're not your best friend because they don't value you as much as you value them and I see a lot of people try to make these longtime uh, known uh, individuals, excuse me, into their best friends. And it's like they're trying to fit a square shape into a circular hole, right? It's like you're trying to fit something that doesn't go there. And the thing that should go there should fit smoothly in there. And the people that have known you the longest, if you've improved as a person, have known you since before you improved. And because they've known you for that long, they have seen every single day 
of your improvement. And the way improvement works is that people really only see the result if they never saw the progress because it's a slow burn, right? That's, that's how it is with working out. Like people, you can be working out for a year straight and then someone who's never seen you before or has never seen you in a year and be like, oh my gosh, dude, you look, you look huge, you look whatever, you look great. But someone who has seen you every single day along that journey won't ever notice the result because it was a slow burn. And people that you've known the longest, like in school, like in my high school, I've known people since elementary school, <laughs> excuse me, but in elementary school, I was an absolute poop stain. I was horrible. I was a horrible child. Middle school too. I was insecure. I hated myself. I felt like I had nothing. I felt like I had nothing good going for me. And it took a lot of self-improvement and self-reflection and a lot of learning things the hard way to become like a better person. But because these people have known me the longest and they've seen me on this journey, they still treat me the same as they did before. They still treat me the same when I was insecure and had no confidence. They still treat me the same when I absolutely was a horrible negative person to be around because I hated every aspect of myself. And it really sucks and it's horrible. But at these conventions, you can meet people that have never seen you before and can only see the improved version of you. And that's why it's so amazing. I met a lot of people. And I think the thing that gave me a platform to kind of meet new people was there was an open mic on Friday night that you could just sign up for. The teacher signed you up before your teacher, uh, their chaperone or sponsor or whatever, signed you up beforehand. And then you showed up to the open mic at the room that it was in and you did your little performance. Here's the thing though, uh, the open mic <laughs> had no microphone it was just a bunch of people sitting on the floor around a person that was doing it. So it, was, it wasn't an open mic. It was an open mic without a mic. So it was kind of just like an open. Um, I did sign up to do the open mic in front of a bunch of theater kids. And I did do a comedy bit. Um, it did take 10 minutes and the person running the open mic did do the little hurry up hand gesture like twice. And all I did was give them the thumbs up like I was about to finish and then I kept going. <laughs> but like it went well. And then after I had people coming up to me and being like, oh my gosh, you're the guy from the open mic. And then, oh my gosh, you're the thing. I think in total, I got like 50, I met like 15 new people that put their contact information in my phone. And, and it's, it was really amazing because it's like, People can see if you've gone on this big journey of self-improvement. People can see if you're likable now. People can see that. And then you can see that progress because before, you would have never gotten that type of attempt. Like, you would have never gotten that type of um, response from people. But, like, now you can see what that work has done by meeting these new people. And it was amazing. But I did do an open mic. I did do a comedy bit for, like, 10 minutes. Um, I thought it went pretty well. Uh, I won't say any of the jokes here because... I don't know. I feel like that's just copy and pasting and that takes no effort, but it was amazing. It, it did go uh, way better than I was expecting it to because I did think, here's the thing, my whole thought process is on it. And when I told a friend of mine about it, um, that I was going to do the open mic at this convention, the first thing that they told me was how well do you take being embarrassed? And when I looked at them and I was like, well, first off, I'm a theater kid. Second off, I'm in high school. Like, I'm a sophomore in high school. I've already been <laughs> embarrassed plenty of times. Uh, third off, uh, see option one. And so at the end of the day, though, these were this was a statewide festival that schools from all over Arizona came to. 
if I bombed it, I would never see any of their faces ever again, or at least the chances of that would be very, very high. So like, who cares? If I bomb it, I'm never going to see any of them again. But that's because I thought it was going to be Saturday night when the festival ended. So um, imagine my surprise <laughs> when I find out the day of that it is Friday night and I have to then see everybody's faces for another 24 hours. So then if I bombed it, it would be really bad. Um, but I did it and it worked out and I got people's numbers and I got people's instas and you know my, my, my troop uh, like my little group that I went with was teasing me about it and was like oh Ed got hoes or Ed's a hoe I don't know see the fact that I'm a guy like absconds me from all criticism <laughs> but if I was a girl and I got 15 instas yeah I mean it wouldn't be the same story but yeah male privilege sorry guys or sorry girls my bad um but yeah, I did meet a lot of new people through that open mic. Um, I had this one girl, so I finished my bit, right? And everyone's and everyone's cheering or whatever. Everyone's saying, oh my God, it's okay." And I sit on the corner next to the doorway on the opposite end of the room, and I see this girl as the next person's coming up to do their their thing for the open mic. Because open mic was like singing and dancing, or it was literally anything. It was just a showcase. <coughs> Excuse me. And I see this girl like crawling over people like like trying to be subtle but like crawling over people to get to the other side of the room and i'm just kind of like staring at her as she's crawling at me and she gets to me and she's like hey um my friend really wants your number uh can you have it and i was like oh uh now this has never happened to me before like in the history of ever so i did kind of buffer like a windows computer trying to answer the question and i was like uh uh sure and i put my number in the phone and then she's like oh my gosh okay thank you so much great and then she turned around and she crawled back to the other end of the room and i see her i see her friend sitting there on the opposite end of the room and she's like waiting for her um apprehensively and she finally gets to the friend and like they exchange a bit of information and, like they, they talk for a little bit and i see them talking and then all of a sudden i see the friend like um oh my gosh, what's the word? I see the friend like get really super excited and like shave her, shake her hands in the air and everything and like give a little squeal and like they were super happy. And it was, it was like, it was really like a mind boggling experience because it had never happened before. People would never come up to me and been like, oh my gosh, can I get your number? And then been excited that I gave it, gave it to them. I'm like, I was, you gave me that much value as a person? That's amazing. And and it was really an eye-opening experience, and it was a really awesome experience. Now, do you want to hear about it? Um, probably not, but, you know, this podcast is for myself as much as it is for uh, my lovely audience of, like, 30 people. Um, but it was really great. Uh, and then also another thing that was awesome, besides the open mic, was that the day after they had, I did all the dance workshops. And one of the workshops that was that I did was the Latin ballroom dancing, and we learned salsa and rumba, and how it worked was... They had, she, she, she segregated us. <laughs> she separated the boys and the girls. And we had, we all sat down on opposite ends of the room. And the dance teacher, she was absolutely hilarious. She was so funny. Um, the dance teacher is now walking in between us and telling us, okay, here's what we're going to remember. Here's how we're going to remember this. Girls are always right. 
can you can you can you can you yell that? And I mean, we say it like, "Oh, girls are always right." And she's like, "I'm sorry, can you can you just say it like one more time?" He's like, "Girls are always right." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I don't think I don't think I heard. I think I got lost in the subject. Can you say it one more time?" And she kept going, trying to get us to say it louder and louder and louder. And she's like, "Actually, no, one second, guys." And she left the room and found somebody in the hallway that was in like the hallway where all the rooms were, where all the workshops were taking place. And she found somebody just sitting there on the hallway. She's like, "What's happening?" And she goes, "I don't know. Sorry, can you can you hear them in there? I don't know what they're trying to." Say. Say, could get, guys, can you say it one more time? And this way, yeah, girls are always right. I'm like, oh, and she went, oh, of course. And then after she did the same thing, but instead by saying, boys are never right. And does this sound like some feminist propaganda? Uh, yes. <laughs> that was so stupid. That was not indicative of my view. Anyways, um, but then at, after that, she's like, yeah, boys are never right. Because they're always left. I was like, huh? Say, like, what do you mean? Wait, never right. Oh, never right. Because the. T- oh, and then I realized it out loud. And like, people from the other end of the room saw me realizing it and being stupid, and they really laughed. Um, what she was trying to do was to tell us that in ballroom dancing, the guy leads with his left foot, right? He steps forward while the girl steps back with his with her right. And that's what the whole thing was. And so she had all the guys get up and stand in a lines of three, in uh, three lines, right? So like there was a line in the front, middle, and the back. And then all the girls were grouped up at the other end of the other end of the room. And then they all walked in a single file line, starting at the first line of guys, down the first line of guys, and they snaked through the line of guys until they reached the end. And then the person that was in front of them, that was their partner. And they would dance through the steps. We learned salsa, where we learned rumbo, like front to back, side to side, um, opening up, how to twirl somebody. Um, she, like the analogies that she used were amazing, and that's how we could remember them. Uh, Mrs. Vasquez, Vasquez, I don't remember the name. Ten out of ten would would dance, uh, be taught by her again. Um, but we did do the salsa and the rumba and uh then she'd be like um rotate five and then the girls would move down the the chain five times until they find a new partner and it was like that for a while and we danced to different songs and you would dance with different partners all the time some people were definitely better than others certain people let their shoulders loose and let you push your shoulders along as you're moving certain people uh were like planks of wood and you just like tried to push and they just give and they were just stiff um now uh I do want to talk a little bit about um, angst. Now, angst in my head is um, are emotions that can't really be explained, and they're just happening, even though you don't want them to happen. And then you kind of, and that's what the angst is. But then the problem with angst is that sometimes teenagers, even though all the emotions are are just your chemicals and hormones being completely out of whack, is that they like to put labels on them and they like to say things. And, my, and this sounds really bad, but when I put labels on them, they, I mean like they try to pin a problem on it and they're like, oh, this is because they don't have a boyfriend or this is because they don't have a girlfriend or this is because they don't have a relationship or this is because this person said something or this is because uh, this person was embarrassed, right? They try to find a reason why they're feeling these ways even though at the end of the day, they're feeling them because their hormones are just going completely bonkers. Um, And it's important to develop awareness of that as a teen to realize, hey, maybe these are emotions that I just can't control, so I shouldn't act on them. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I bring this up (laughs) because during the Latin ballroom dancing, uh, I did meet a girl there 
who was a really, really good dancer, like really good. Like she wanted to dance and she was there to dance and she was good at doing it. And when we were dancing, I, it was like, we like matched, like the energy that she was putting out, I could match, right? It's not like she was this mind boggling dancer that can go up, like, no, but she was an amazing dancer that liked to dance. And like, I like to dance. I'm, I'm Mexican. Like I'm legally required to dance. It's not like if, if I'm like, it's, it's not like this is something that I don't do. But the thing is, even though I love to dance and I'd love to put my all into it, you know, my environment growing up, I'm not around that at school, you know? So then I don't really do that at school. Um, but then finding someone that actually does put everything into it is, is mind boggling. Like it's, it's, it's really, an, it's, it's an amazing experience that I can't explain. It's like a rush of dopamine and I'm dancing with this girl and she's telling me like, Oh, you know, you're one of the first, you're like, you're the first guy that actually like wants to dance and like puts everything into the dancing. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, Oh, really? Thank you. And so we're dancing to the salsa and to the Roomba and we're having a great time. And one thing she told me was, she, uh, she told me, you look at the, you look at the eyes instead of the feet. And I think that's really important because eye contact is important. So we're dancing, we're making eye contact. And is this me just rambling about this? Trust me, this is, this is all going to lead somewhere guys. <laughs> um, so we're dancing to the salsa and the Roomba, and then eventually the workshop is coming to an end, right? We like the teachers um, finishing up and teaching us all the final moves and stuff. And uh, the workshop following that, that the teacher is teaching is the jazz workshop. Now I had I had done her jazz dancing workshop on Friday, and this is Saturday afternoon, and this is the final workshop of the event, right? This is the last session where you can go to the various workshops. So I was thinking, ah, I already did the jazz workshop, so I'll just probably do something else after. And I'm dancing with this girl, and she tells me, you should do the jazz workshop. And I went, well, I mean, I already did, the, I don't know. <laughs> What the f- um, I, and I told her, I did the jazz workshop yesterday. I'm not really sure. Um, you know, I feel like I'll just probably do something different because I already did it. She's like, no, you should do it with me. I think it'd be really fun because, you know, the dance workshops are always great. And, and she's, sorry, you know, I thought I got over the sickness. Turns out now I just have a cough, a productive cough. Because here at Azuma's Diary, <laughs> we stay productive. Um, and she's trying to convince me to stay. And then eventually, uh, at the end of the workshop, when the workshop's finishing up and there's that like 15 to 20 minute passing period where people can move from one workshop to the next, the teacher ends up just kind of like playing the songs that we learn, that we, uh, dance to during the workshop, uh, on her speaker. So then students can just, just dance whenever and just do free form and kind of use the things that they've learned. So it's the end of the workshop. She's trying to convince me to stay and we, the teacher, the music comes on and I'm, I'm just dancing with her and I get into it. And I ended up having a conversation with her for 10 to 15 minutes while maintaining eye contact with her while dancing the entire time, the entire time, just completely locked in. I'm gonna be honest. I got a little lost in her eyes, so I didn't really understand much of what she was saying. Something about tattoos. Anyways, I ended up dancing with her till the new workshop started and I didn't even notice so that I was stuck doing it but I mean apparently it wasn't the same as yesterday so I still had fun anyways this is all leading somewhere uh with this girl I like I, I kind of realized something about about the angst um and that is it doesn't it, sometimes it is really hard to control 
And sometimes it makes you feel very, very sad because the other person that you're having feelings for, and now, was I gonna marry this girl uh, and have a relationship with her and just do all these things because she was a really good dancer? No, literally, I would invite her to my winter formal and keep in touch with her because she is a good dancer and she likes to dance. So I'd invite her to things because she'd like to dance and then we could dance together. Nothing more, That that's it. Because she's cool and she likes to dance. She's a good dancer. And not all of the numbers that I got had to be relationships, are relationships, right? And that's what a lot of people misunderstood when I told them about it or when they saw that I had 15 new numbers in my phone or Instas, Instas and numbers. And I told them, like, I can just be friendly with them. But it sucks, though, because your mind is saying to be friendly with them. And then your emotions are like, hey, this person, you should want to date them. And you should want to build a connection with them. And then you don't want to because you know that you're not going to get that. But then even though you know you don't want to be feeling sad about it, you still do feel sad when the person that your hormones are telling you to make a connection with aren't feeling that strongly the same aren't feeling that strongly back to you right so that's the important thing about building relationships with people is that you have to be on the same page um kind of like value wise like you have to have the same value placed upon you that you're placing upon the other person they want to talk to you as much as you want to talk to them because even though because even if there's like a slight difference it still adds up over time because you don't really want to talk to the other person or the other person really doesn't want to talk to you and it's important to pick up on that before you try to dive into a relationship with a person because at the end of the day you're just going to be disappointed you're just going to be disappointed that the other person doesn't want to talk to you as much but then it sucks because you try to disconnect yourselves disconnect yourself from the person that you're trying to form this relationship with because you know that they don't care as much as you do right but then like your emotions they keep you there and they keep you there and the angst keeps you there and you don't want to be feeling the angst you don't want to be feeling it but it just keeps you locked in and guys i'm gonna be honest i've tried to meditate through this i've literally i was sitting at old spaghetti factory after the festival was done, eating dinner before we headed back to, to, to Tucson, or as non-Arizona natives call it, uh, Tucson. And I was eating there with my salad before my lasagna got here, and I'm like, okay, think of the salad. Think of the lasagna. Just think of this. And all I could think about was the girl that I danced with for like an hour, and that was it. I didn't want to make a relationship with this person. I didn't want to like blow up her phone because I got her number after, and I didn't want to blow over someone and want to talk to her more, but like my emotions wanted to, my emotions wanted me to, and so then at the end of the day, when I do text her, and then I can see that she doesn't, isn't giving that same energy back, then I'm disappointed, but then I set myself up for failure, but then I didn't set myself up for failure, my hormones set myself up for failure, but then when I couldn't control my hormones, did I set myself up for failure, you know, because I tried, I really try, and you can really, really try to not feel something, and then it just pushes through, and it pushes through all of your thoughts and all of your meditation and your practices of trying not to feel a certain way, and it just completely wrecks your day. Um, now, is this indicative of how I'm feeling? No, this is, I don't, no. listen, <laughs> listen. Life is kind of cruel in that it tends to make you 
feel a certain way about a person that doesn't feel that way back or doesn't feel that strongly back. It makes you want to talk to the people that don't want to talk to you. All you can do, literally the solution to this would just be to stop caring and then moving on to another person and moving on to a person and picking a person that cares as much as you do cares about you as much as you do them and wants to talk to you as much as you do them but then your emotions don't do that and your emotions are stubborn the angst that you don't want to be feeling is stubborn and it doesn't let you move on and it doesn't let you pick a new person and it doesn't let you pick the easy solution so then what are you supposed to do do i have the answer to that no because i'm still trying to learn it because that's still something I'm going through. I've already learned the whole song and dance about other people judging you and picking people that care about you and not diving into people or not trying to build a relationship or friendship. Relationship, friendship for to me is interchangeable. Relationships like more general. And trying to build relationships with people that you know aren't going to build it back. I have learned not to try to build relationships with people that are not going to give me that same energy back. But coming into my 15th year of life even though I've already know the I already know the solution to this now it's like it's hard because my emotions want me and want force me to care and want to talk to this person even though I know that they don't want to talk to me back and that's the beast that angst is and we'll you know when will I overcome it when will teens my age overcome it do other teens this this do, yeah, do other teens feel this way I'm not sure I think they do and I really hope they do but I can't get any answers from them because I don't have to learn the answers myself because that's all life is life is a game where that you can be told all of the world you can be told that fire is hot but until you burn your hand on the stove you're not really gonna know until you burn your hand grabbing an iron while you're ironing your clothes, you're never going to really know. Um, I did burn my hand. So I was ironing my clothes and I was ironing my pants out. And my grandma always irons my clothes, even though I don't tell her to. And then I feel bad after because I feel like I, I just, I'm not doing my own chores. She's like, I know me está bien. Me gusta haciendo cosas. I like to do things. And so uh, one day I was like, you know, Abby, I call her Abby. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to iron my own clothes. I got this. So I take the iron I just got a I just got a message from someone saying I'm in your postal code start running. <laughs> Anyways, I took oh god, I'm scared now. Wait, no. Oh, I'm looking around. Okay. Um I took the iron and I'm ironing my pants. I'm feeling great. Should have done this like 5 years, you know, before, but it's fine. Ironing my clothes and I'm like, "Oh, I need to move this pant, this this pant leg to the other side because I need to iron the other side." So, I put the iron down. Oh, no, here's what I do. I stop ironing the pants, and I pass the iron from one hand to the other. By the handle? No. It was not by the handle. I grabbed the iron open palm on the metal surface that was being heated. Like, I literally just casually, I took the, I had the iron by the handle, and I just passed it to the other hand. <laughs> And then I burned myself and I couldn't grab things for three days because I was stupid. 
just like that time I put my hand on the hot plate and sighed. Like, I literally don't understand. It was second nature in my head to just pass things from one hand to the other. And so then I took the iron and I just passed it to the other hand and grabbed the hot side. That was wonderful. But yeah, no, sometimes you have to learn the hard way to really experience things. Now, is that revolutionary advice? No, but here at Azumar's Diary, we like repeating things because a lot of the world has already been built upon the shoulders of giants and we're just kind of standing in it. So, you know, might as well embrace it. Um, what was this episode really about? I'm not really sure. It was me speaking into a microphone at 11 o'clock at night talking about feelings that I hope are relatable and I hope that people understand. Um, this was more of a therapeutic, this is more of like a uh, uh, an advice uh, episode rather than a funny one, and I apologize that, but that's because I got all my funny out on the open mic Friday night that I thought was going to be Saturday night. Dude, I'm so grateful that that didn't bomb. It was terrifying. Like when I thought it was Friday night, I was rehearsing in my head and then people in my group would look at me and be like, let me guess, you're thinking, you're thinking about the open mic. And I'd be like, well, what? how can you tell? And they're like, because you're speaking to yourself. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But it did go well. So that's all that matters. And I did meet a lot of new people. And I did meet a girl that really, really likes to dance. So uh, I'm going to text her January come lunar formal and then we'll see if she answers and I'll let y'all know. Because uh, remember, remember at the end of the day, this isn't going to be, literally, I'm going to text her and be like, I don't want this to be weird. I'd like you to just be my dancing partner, no strings attached. Oh, well, that's kind of like friends with benefits, huh? Okay, let's call it friends with minor benefits, huh? How about that? Friend, a friend with a minor benefit that they like, that they're good at dancing and they like to dance. But that's really important because you want to find someone who's as passionate about the things that you're passionate about because even the little things like dancing, you know, you can still make a connection with that person just through that. You don't have to build a relationship with them, but just because you like dance, you can still have that part of your life be extra enjoyable because they're there to fill it. Anyways, I made my entry into Zoomer's diary um, an hour earlier than the deadline because I'm a god. Um, I really hope that you didn't find it too boring. I apologize for not being as funny as saying that like the other episodes are funny. Um, as the other episodes, um, this was just more of a late night talk about teen stuff, you know? however interesting it may be <laughs> now um do i have more stories from this convention yes i do i just didn't write them down i didn't write down what i wanted to say it was more just me tired out of my mind speaking into this microphone so thank you so much for listening and uh i think it's about my bedtime good night fellas